So understand that just because something bad happens doesn't mean you have to say it's the end of the world. And that if you understand the law and how to play within, and I mean play within the tightrope of that law, you can make a ton of money uh, by just doing things that are perfectly legal but end up making you a shit ton of money. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, Marco here. I really wanted to share with you our earlier podcasts that we created. Now, our mics were not the best, but the content was really strong, and I know you will learn a lot. We had an absolute blast recording this, and I know you're absolutely going to love it as much as we loved recording it. This extremely content-rich information will not only give you the edge in your real estate investing business, but in everyday life. Enjoy. Welcome back to uh, an episode that could be frightening and exciting uh, both at the same time. Uh, We're going to be talking about lemons to lemonade, situations that were terrible at the time but turned into profit centers or opportunities for us. And there are going to be issues constantly in life, and you have two choices. One is you can see it as the the world is over, insurmountable obstacle, it's the worst thing ever. Or you can look at it as an opportunity and how can we turn lemons into lemonade. And uh, that's kind of what we're going to discuss today. We've chosen a random sampling of uh, things that have happened. Some uh, might scare the shit out of you, but we ended up making a pretty good business out of it and uh, understand that if you uh, have skills and uh, knowledge and uh, have the right action plan, that pretty much anything can be turned into an opportunity if you just look at it in the right way. Plenty of those actually. And uh, even with my own house, there was uh, something that happened. You know, maybe I'll share with this uh, that story at the end of this. But uh, let's start with who wants to go first. Gabe, you want to sure, start? I'll, yeah, sure. All right. So I, uh, I had a condo in uh, in Montreal, and one day I get a call and say, uh, "So there was a fire in your apartment, like a fire." So obviously, the first thing I do is, is call on the tenant, who's was actually a disabled uh, older man. So I wasn't able to reach him. And I tried to reach his son just to make sure that he was all right. First things first is, uh, you know, we're humans, uh, so you got to make sure that everybody's okay. So speaking to the son, turns out, yes, the gentleman was okay. He had just forgotten something, a pot on, on, on the stove and basically fell asleep. And uh, his, uh, I don't know if it was a cleaning lady that came in to help out and she saw that. And basically the whole the whole kitchen was was finished, but... Because of the the smoke, the entire uh, ceiling, some of the floorings, everything was pretty much impacted in the in the unit. So uh, I get this call, and and now I'm, you know, at the beginning you panic a little bit, and the next step is you have to call the insurance right away. And again, this was in a condo building, so a lot of the other units, neighboring units, so the sprinklers came on and all that. So there's a lot of water in the in the unit, but there's also a lot of water in the the hallways. So other people, other people's units were oh were, were actually uh, impacted. So I'm I'm freaking out a little bit here. I won't lie at the beginning because I'm thinking like crap. Like I'm responsible for all the units, <laughs> the not just mine. Yeah. Down. So there's like, rubber duckies in the hallway. <laughs> people are taking showers. That's and right. So <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, once I got through the calling the insurance, the insurances speak to each other, and and 
And once the report comes out, they say, well, okay, well, we're going to redo your kitchen. We're going to redo your flooring because, you know, all the water damage made that the, the, it was hardwood flooring that was bubbling up. So they had to change all that. And even actually, even the bathroom was impacted. So I got a brand new bathroom. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, what's the damage on this? And they're like, well, your deductible is 500 bucks. I'm like, wow. So <laughs> I got a brand new apartment for 500 bucks. And, and it turns out that the insurance also in that covered all the other damage to the other units, the neighboring units, all the water damage in the hallways. So from, from a pretty shitty situation, I ended up with a, a unit that's probably worth at least, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 more than it was worth, you know, before that call. And in the process, I actually, when that gentleman left uh, the following year, because he, he had to go to a property that was more suitable for his, for his handicap, I was able to actually charge a lot more for rent. I think I got an extra $100, $150 a month for rent because it was a more modern type of unit. So that's one way lemons turned into lemonade for me. Yeah, nice. Another 1800 bucks a year or 1500 bucks yeah. a year in your pocket, which goes straight to your bottom line. Yeah, um, and the return on investment is insane because $500. Yeah. So what's 1800 divided by 500? That's 300% return my first year. Wow, you do that pretty quick in your head. <laughs> yeah. I'm still carrying the three. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not I'm kidding. Like, I'm already started that calculation. He's like, that's first calculator. I'm just thinking of the rubber duckies. I'm, I'm just picturing like that one kitchen fire, yeah. how it affected the whole condo uh, building where literally everyone has a soggy couch. It, yeah. That's terrible. Well, it's, yeah. they're, all these sprinklers are kind of you know intertwined somehow and they just, well, it's a security measure, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and water is a pretty terrible thing. Water damage is pretty yeah. bad. Right, Frank? Water is horrible. <laughs> I, I, man, uh, it brings back memories, uh, horrible memories. It was actually one of our first houses that me and Linda got. And literally, it was one of the houses that we didn't have to do much to it. We went in and like, shit, it's not bad. Just a good cleanup and a little bit of paint here and there. But other than that, it was it was solid. And I remember getting our first tenant. You know, we vetted the tenants and we approved them. And we said, okay, listen, you're responsible for the utilities. So go to the city, get the water on, get the electricity on before you move in. And, and, and typically when they do this, so she was supposed to move in that weekend. So she went, I guess, on a Friday or a Saturday, whatever. Well, actually, on a Friday. It was a weekday. And, but she wasn't there. And usually the city will not turn on the water or the electric unless someone's home, right? In case shit happens. And for some reason, they, they went without anyone being at the premises. And once they turn on the water, typically they're supposed to also stay there to make sure that the, you know, the little needle on the meter doesn't keep spinning, which means there's water consumption going on. There's a, there's a leak. Yeah. Uh, so they didn't do that. And then when the tenant came with their U-Haul truck on, on the Saturday, they opened the door and, and a, a shitload of water came out. I got some pictures that day and I got a text and she goes, I can't move in. Uh, she goes, I can't move in your house. Sorry. And then she, she said uh, something about there's a swimming pool in the back. And I was like, what? Well, did she misunderstood the lease? Maybe she was expecting a swimming pool. Right, right, there right. wasn't a swimming pool. I go, what the fuck? <laughs> so so didn't want I tried getting a hold of her and I go, what's the problem? Why aren't you moving in? And then she sent me these pictures without replying back. She just sent the pictures. And literally I saw these pictures that, that scared. Remember, I'm in Toronto. Okay. This, this property was in Florida. So I got these pictures, literally picture a chandelier with water coming out of it. She videotapes the little clips. Water is coming out of the chandelier, out of the light sockets. The, the ceiling, the drywall is, is caved in in parts. Alligator oh swimming. So, I, I, so you understand, we got this and we're in Toronto and that's all she sends. And I'm like, what the heck can you? And I'm trying to phone her and I'm like, she's not picking up. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? 
So finally, I got a hold of her, and I go, I go, what's the problem? She goes, I sent you the pictures. What don't you understand? I go, how did that even happen? She goes, well, I'm having dinner now. I'm like, what the fuck are you having dinner? I go, <laughs> I go, can you tell me what's going on with the house? She goes, well, it, the water's running. I go, did you shut anything off? She goes, I don't know how. I go, did you phone the city? She goes, no. I go, great. I, at this point, you know, I'm sure the damage is already done. So I phoned the city. L- luckily, there's an emergency line for the city on the week on the weekday, uh, the weekends, and they went out and and they, obviously they shut the power, the, 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 the water. But man, what it was, it was it was a water heater. Uh, I guess when they built the house, they didn't want to put it on the ground floor. They put the water heater in the attic. Who puts the water heater in the attic? But I, I can't even explain that one. But they put the water heater in the, in the attic, and I guess when they turned on the water, sometimes with more fragile pipes, it, it burst with the pressure going all at once. And that's what happened. It was just kept leaking. And, and and it made a disaster out of a home. There was a four-bedroom house that was literally, it was intact. Everything was good. I had it rented. It was beautiful. What am I going to do? So I phoned the insurance. Like, I do have insurance. But it's very important to have insurance. Very important to have insurance. And actually, they were trying to find fault with negligence for, for the city because they can't be doing sure, that. Right. But in the end, I don't know. That's between their battle. But in the end, everything had to be gutted. There was over $35,000 worth of damage. I'm surprised it was only thirty-five thousand. Yeah. It was thirty-five thousand. Well, it was carpet. Um, it it didn't end up that way in Did the end. Did they save the chandelier though? The, the chandelier was sadly no. not saved. No. Rest in peace, chandelier. Didn't make it. Uh, we uh, actually, you. everything had to be gutted. Um, it was it was thirty-five. The bones were good, but it was thirty-five. They had to dry out the two by four. So the studs, nothing wrong with the studs. No, so no, it was no. all sheetrock. Everything had well, to they be cut it pretty quick, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. So all the sheetrock had to come down. Yes, the the, the carpet had to be. Removed. You're lucky she was moving in that day. Well, listen, I know it was an inconvenience for her, but she went to dinner, and you know, she, you send a picture like that, and then you you, you go, like I'm busy. You, you go chow down well, she, on, 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 you know. She didn't. Pasta. Obviously, she didn't care. She didn't care. Yeah, it's not her problem. It's not she her problem. Care. Not her problem. No. Although she has no place to live because she's coming there with a U-Haul. Yeah. I'm, you know, if I had no place to live, I'd be a little bit more upset than just sending a few pictures saying I can't move in. True. I, I guess that's kind of weird. Yeah, it is. You know what? Yeah. Weird? A little bit. If I was moving in a new place and I couldn't move in, I'd be a little bit pissed. But anyway. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, well, that's what mm-hmm. renter's insurance is for, too. And I always advocate that to yeah. the tenants. And if they would have had that, then, or maybe she did have it. I don't know. So what happened? So, so you know, the place got, you know, there's now a swimming pool, not in the back. 35 grand. You know, with 35 the grand with her damage. Yeah. You, know, the, yeah. the, the, you know, what happened? So my deductible on that was, so I found the insurance company. They got the adjuster back out there and they, they, they determined everything had to be gutted and including the kitchen. Uh, even though the kitchen didn't get too much damage, but but because they couldn't color match the the, the cabinets, they, they they ripped them all out, uh, which was great. So the insurance covered everything. I paid my deductible. Again, it wasn't much. It wasn't five hundred. I think it was like two or three thousand dollars. So with that, uh, yeah, we got you know we didn't have the carpet no more. Uh, we got nice hardwood floors. Mm-hmm. We got crown molding with that. Uh, Did you got, pay extra for that? Because they obviously I, want to replace for carpet. I, I did. I paid very little. Yeah. Uh, it was the difference between, and it wasn't really much. I got the um, uh, the laminate with the hardwood mm-hmm. on top of it. It's just mm-hmm. a little slimmer. So yeah. basically, I, I think I paid an extra 30 cents or 40 cents a foot, which is peanuts, yeah. from going from carpet to the, the hardwood. That's right. Right. I, just, better hardwood. I just want to make sure that the listener understands that the insurance will cover for what the replacement It's cost the replacement. Is, right? The, the insurance yeah. covered 90% yeah. of the cost That's or right. 95% of the cost. Yeah. It was 95. To increase the value of the property. Remember that, which means if it's if it's renovated, did you get more rent after that? Absolutely. And did you, the if you're doing a lease option, I'm not sure what your exit strategy was, but if the, if you're putting more improvements into the property, if you're putting an extra 35, 40,000 dollars worth of uh, repairs, 
guess what? Now you the value of the property is at least that or more. The value of the property did go up because obviously it was it was a new kitchen, new fixtures, new floors, uh, new drywall, new paint, new baseboards, new quarter rounds. You, it's up it's, like a brand new house. So other than the windows and, and actually the internal <laughs> doors were also changed too, uh, a few of them. So uh, other than those, it was literally the whole house was done. So uh, we didn't do a lease option on that one. We did a straight out lease, but we did get $250 more a month for it. That's an and extra three grand a year. It, it yeah. is. It, it is. And so, yeah, something from 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 that ordeal, like that was that that was a nightmare. If you haven't gone through that before, and you see pictures, and you're not there to physically, you know, hop in your car and drive over there, which I, I which would have made zero difference. I think it's just this perception of comfort that you can shut the water yourself and right because at the end of the day the fear is not knowing what the hell is going yeah, on okay exactly. the water's that and then at one point i think that night i was like shit whatever if the water's running water's running we're just going to get a bigger bill which actually they did cover they should have uh, because they, they covered them yes it was fault. technically yeah. you didn't ask to have it turned on so yeah. they right. shouldn't have charged you or billed you anyway yeah so that was covered tenant oh i was a new tenant that moved in but it went through several months and what i did have on my insurance was because i had a lease so this is important so because i had a lease in place mm -hmm. And because of the type of insurance I have, I always get what's called a loss of use. Mm -hmm. Yes. A loss of use is if it's a rental property, which it was, and you're unable to rent it for any circumstance, a fire, flood, whatever, hurricane, um, then they'll give you, uh, the insurance company will give you the amount of the leases if someone was there. So for four months, it was it was vacant because they had to rehab it. And you got paid for it. I got paid for that, plus I got a new house with the upgrades, plus at the end of that, the the um the value of the house went up sure and the rent went up so from a catastrophe and or from a you know from a devastating point of view yeah there's four profit centers there that i was able to 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 get out of it so that's definitely a nice lemonade, lemonade. that's nice that's very sweet lemonade actually. and mm -hmm. and again the same thing happened now but i didn't freak out this much uh, with with my properties up in uh, panama city florida they they got hit by a devastating hurricane last year hurricane matthews in october uh, it was literally three miles. Two years ago. Oh my goodness! 2018. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, yes. Sorry, I, my bad. Yes. Don't suit is mad for Frank. Yes. Yeah. Well, technically, carrying... from a calendar perspective, it's a year mm -hmm. and 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 four months. Fair enough. Yes. All right. So it's not two years. Yes. It's two but years on there. It could be 2017 when they're watching. You're this. right. That's true. <laughs> so, so it's two years ago in 2018. Uh, Panama City did get devastated by a hurricane. Uh, it was a cat four record, but technically it was it was three miles an hour less shy than a, a category five. It devastated the whole city. We have three properties up there. Uh, one of them got almost leveled. Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking roof and it's still like that as of today. I literally just got There's a contract no in there. No tenant. Well, there was a tenant in there. Well, safe? many people at, during the time of the hurricane moved from Panama City Beach inland. And that's where I was. Expecting. Meanwhile, Panama City Beach had uh, sustained less damages than inland. Uh, just inland. because of the bands. It's just the way it, it was. And, and basically where my properties was, that was where they got, mm -hmm. the, got the nailed the most. Yeah. And so we're talking roof went flying out and, and part of the wall flew out. Um, so that was devastating. So I had three houses there. One got damaged, but not severe damage. Like the whole roof had to be replaced. Some things inside. There was projectiles. I had uh, 100 foot pines in the, in the backyard. Mm -hmm. uh, quite a few of them. Some of them were like missiles. Yeah. And went literally right through the walls you can see the hole they made a clear <laughs> like circle man it, it, it well it's messed up That's uh, if someone was in there that would have been very bad um, and, and luckily they weren't 
But something like that, we got fixed right away. No kidding. So, <laughs> no, well, hold on a sec. Well, well, really, the one that should have been fixed was the one where the roof was literally, you can see the sky. Mm-hmm. You had a natural skylight. Yeah, but, a convertible. But unfortunately, that one wasn't done first because I couldn't find the contractor to do all that work right away because obviously contractors were really busy. We're very scarce. So I found the roofer to take care of that and a handyman to take care of the one that was sustained less damage. So with that one, with the hurricane, because two thirds of the housing in Panama City were wiped out, literally wiped out, they're inhabitable. The rent for that house that I fixed that sustained less damage tripled mm. so it's fourteen hundred dollars regularly a month i had insurance companies calling us can we rent your property and they'll furnish it for over three thirty five hundred dollars and 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 they were like literally begging us because they now they have to place their sure. own people and it's very it, sad it is sad because when you when you go there and you see the people i've seen images and and people don't know like you're literally your your whole life savings everything's ripped out and where are these people going to go with families and there wasn't too many three twos, uh, that's three bedroom, two baths, uh, that were available that were livable. And once we got that fixed, which was pretty much a month after, two months after, I had so many people calling and, and wanting. I actually got scared because mm-hmm. I thought people are going to start breaking into this house mm-hmm. to get into it because people wanted, people were paying insane dollars to get a house. That's um, crazy. So that was on that one. And the other two properties, similar to you know your deal with the, the water damage. On that one, the insurance adjuster goes out because everyone was in a frenzy. The insurance adjuster goes out. They assess the damage. They overshoot the damage. So they on, on one of the other houses, they assess the damage at 25000 or it was about $28,000. But really, when my contractor went in there, in there they, they put about twenty. There was 9000 left over. And the way it works in the U.S., which doesn't work like this in Canada, is the insurance company, when they do the assessment, they go, here's your $29,000. you are on your own, kiddo. Yep, fix it. And so I got a contractor, I gave him the report, I said, here, can you fix these things? But some of the things didn't have to be fixed. They said, change the floors, change this, change that. And the contractor's saying, the floor is good, man. There's nothing wrong with here. There's nothing wrong with the garage door. Yeah, something bent, but it's one of those yeah. metal ones. They can yeah. bang, bang it back, paint it. So uh, we actually made $9,000 <laughs> from that. Not intentionally. It, just, it, yeah. it, 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 was, it was just a shortfall. Yeah. We don't have to replace that. We don't have to. And they go, they want to replace that. I go, does it need replaced? And they said, no. So I go, don't bother. So, I, I, yeah, on that one, you made $9,000. Uh, the same thing with the one that I fixed right away. I made oh, kind of 15000 So uh, I, I made money on that, and I made money on the supply and demand situation too. So sucks to uh, be frank. It, 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 it sucks, but you know what? They say war and disaster does generate money, and, and that's, it's too that's, bad, man. that's what happens. But, yeah, those are my stories on that. Well, mine are a little different. I do have quite a few uh, insurance-related ones. I had one uh, mobile home park that had very old mobile homes in it. I had replacement value on the, uh, not replacement value, but yeah, replacement value to a a comparable product. And there were like 1970s trailers, 1980s, uh, but in fairly good condition. And tornado went by, no one was hurt, and actually got 2,000 all the, the insurance company would give us were the values on year 2000, year 2000 units, which are literally like the Taj Mahal compared to these old things. But I went from 1970s, early 1980s units to 2000 to 2004 units and a couple 2014 units, which were the, that, that year, and was able to almost double my rent because of it. So I went from having a pretty shady mobile home park, like Shady Pines, 
<laughs> to uh, a top-notch mobile home park that was uh, that had brand new units in it, and that was actually quite good and also a natural disaster. But so, were the insurance company gave you the money to replace those units, and they just gave yes. you units that were like three decades newer? Yes. Because obviously they're not going to go find look, it. Because well, they're not going to go look around for a 1970. Well, 1970s, you, you can get one for free. It's and it's and it's the moving cost, yeah. and it's you have to get a license to move them, and it's it's kind of a pain in the ass. And they were like, okay, well, they just priced out whatever they gave us almost fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a unit. Wow. And you, you can get some pretty good units yeah. for that. So yeah. And you know, it's at fifty units, it was it was a pretty nice insurance check. And I don't remember if we, I don't think we actually made money on the on the claim, but we definitely improved the park as much as we could on the claim. You're uh, making allowing us, rents. Yeah. I, because the rents is where the money's going to be. I don't. If I could uh, charge an extra hundred dollars a month uh, times fifty units, you know, that's five grand a month. Um, I'd rather make five thousand a month than keep ten thousand. That's for I, sure. And you're saving money on maintenance because those old ones, I know how they are. They they can suck you with with maintenance. Well, we ended up actually selling the units back to the tenants because uh, we went from okay. a rental model to a lease option model, which made us even more money. It was a million dollars almost in, uh, in benefits in, in benefits to us, which is is not a bad day at the office. Pretty good lemonade right but there. But I'm I'm going to share not that story, uh, which is almost kind of similar. It's going to be more of a a note being called. So a lot of ways how we buy properties is taking over debt. And we actually took over a debt on a property. And the title company owner was a brother of the small bank that we took over this debt. So we closed at a title company and generally, you know, we close and it's over, but the brother was in on the, and we didn't find out this till much, much later. The brother actually told the owner of the bank that this was going on and they called the note due because they really there was a, a change in uh, zoning. There were some games that were coming in, and the, the park went, was going to go from a, a really kind of, I'd say, questionable area of town into like a really good area of town. There was some gentrification that was happening, and uh, it, was, it, it went from a shitty area to a good area very, very quickly. They said, screw it, we're going to call the, the, the loan due. Now, uh, in Florida, which I, I've done business uh, in Florida for a very long time. When something goes into foreclosure, it can take six months, eight months, nine months um, before it actually gets foreclosed. You get notice, you get three months, and you know it just it takes a while, yep. right? And this was in, in Alabama. They can actually foreclose like in a month. That's it's, a, uh, expedited it's, service. It's a very expedited service. So, it, it, <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, I'll have time to fix this. Find the notes called due. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll just go to a bank, we'll refinance it, and it'll be done. Because the interest rate was actually pretty high on that loan. Anyway, surprise, surprise, find out that we just have to wait three Mondays uh, or three Tuesdays. I can't remember now. As long as they put the ad in the paper, it's a non-judiciary process. Uh, as long as they publish it in the paper, um, they can get the property back. And that kind of was terrifying, right? Because okay. usually foreclosure means you lose your property, you lose the farm, and it's over. Now, to find a lender that will refinance a property when it's going into foreclosure, not because we did anything wrong, not that we missed a payment, the bank just wanted the note back, like they wanted to take this property back. So we were kind of wondering why and, and how this was actually happening. And can that happen on any well, mortgage? Really? Any mortgage. The oh, why, yes. I think we know why the why, if there was something coming in, some kind of new development that was going to change the asset class for yeah. that area and from a, a, a C to a, a B minus or something like that, there's value in that property. And 
the property yeah. value basically yeah. doubled. They got well. There you go. They got yeah. selfish. So the exactly. why you knew the why, but you don't know why why. I didn't know the why why at the time. So yeah. here I am, like holy shit, uh, and finding a lender, like I said, that will actually refinance when it's in foreclosure is not that easy. No. So the only way we could save this because we just didn't have time is to have the company, not not me personally, the company declare bankruptcy. Because okay. if you declare bankruptcy, it stops all. There's uh, a stay of proceedings, right? Exactly. Okay. So it gives us chapter uh, chapter eleven. So um, uh, not specific to Alabama. Sorry, just for the listener who maybe is, is chapter. There's on. chapter nine uh, and chapter eleven. So chapter eleven uh, is restructuring. Uh, basically, puts the federal government. It's it's across the United States. And the federal government at that point uh, owns the property. It's like in a trust. Chapter 11. Chapter 11, right. So no creditors uh, can call. There's a foreclosure. Nobody it, can it, touch it. It's, it's basically under federal protection mm. at this point. Okay. Okay. And it allows uh, restructuring to be able to do whatever needs to be done in order to fix the problem. So now I have a property that's in foreclosure <laughs> and in bankruptcy, all right, which is I'm, I'm stalling for time. You got that? Okay. But wait, there's more. There's more. All right. All right. So we, uh, now I still don't know that the title company is in cahoots with a bank, like zero, zero idea. Okay. So we go through the process. I actually find a lender that understands what happened, right? That the note was called. We didn't miss any payments. We showed our payments, stubs, mm -hmm. you know, everything was done right. And the bank just decided to call the note and we're in this position. And the only reason we're in bankruptcy is because of the bank. Yeah. The, the, the sale date is imminent, right? And we had to put a stop to it. And we went bankrupt like the day before the sale. All right. So we, we, we stalled it as long as you we stalled. could. Yep, yeah, I gotcha. So uh, we, we find a lender, right, who is okay with all this stuff. And we're basically getting ready to, to close. Uh, and then... We make an agreement with the courts that if they, you know, we couldn't refinance while it was in foreclosure. I mean, in bankruptcy, you can't do it. So we had to lift the, we had to lift it in order to, to refinance. Yeah. So the bank agreed to not foreclose on the property until the Monday after the, our closing, which was scheduled on a Friday. Okay. Okay. But they didn't know. Hold on a second. So the, 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 so they didn't know that you had another lender. No, they knew. They knew. Oh, they knew. They, that. they okay. knew that on Friday we would have a lender. All right, and that we would close, and on Monday, if we didn't perform and on they Friday, would, they would they would have the right, the right to take so the property. So they, they yes, whatever the dates aligned, uh, no, a couple weeks later, gotcha. we, you know, it, it worked out. So we uh, get ready to close. Right? I fly to Alabama for the closing, and the title company decided to take a day off that day. No. <laughs> Now, okay, well, this shit, I got, I smell bullshit here. So, because the brother. Well, yeah, but he didn't know this. I, I don't but know. He didn't know this. All I know okay. is that all the, uh, the everyone. Gone fishing? Out the, everyone's got we, the flu we just, we, in we, Alabama? We're not open today. We're just not open today for business. Wow. All right. Now, remember, we've agreed with the courts and signed off that yeah. we're, we're okay with them taking the property back yes. if we don't close on Friday. <laughs> Bank wires the money to the title company. Everything's ready to go, but there's no one to close the deal. So what's going to happen Monday? I don't know. I've already gone bankrupt. I've already played that card, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you played that card. You, you can't... You, and you, on Monday, I lose the property. Somebody's got to be open Saturday or Sunday. No, but no. Well, we can't do title, mm -hmm. pull title. We can't... The, the money's already at the bank, like, at the title company. Was there a specific date? Oh, hold on a sec. Was there a, was there a specific date stamp on... Uh, 
or timestamp on, yeah. on the thing? Because I know with court documents, they time not only the dates, yeah. If you're the in a time. different zone, no, but so that would you have specific no, 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 there's no try. Nothing. This is Friday. It's like, it's like a what am I gonna do? Like, uh, I don't know what to do. I think I need popcorn. Yeah. So, so, do you want to stop this and continue next time? Yeah, I think we're, I think we're gonna tell you next time. Actually, <laughs> well, this is uh, okay. Well, this is really interesting. Uh, a lot of moving parts here, and obviously. So now we have a bank collusion. We have a bank that's uh, agreed to give us the loan. They're ready for closing. They've signed off on, on everything else. We're supposed to close on a Friday. So on Thursday, all the docs get prepared. On Friday, the title company uh, has an emergency of some kind and just decides not to be open so they can give their employees a break on that Friday. So on Monday, it forecloses. We lose the property. Oh, so it went through. You didn't battle? You didn't, you didn't we, say, hey, There's hey, nothing man. we could do. We, we went to my, uh, went to my, uh, my uh, bankruptcy lawyer and they're like, there's, there's nothing we can do. Uh, we can tell the, the, the bank, we can, you know, t we can talk to the bank, the lawyers, everything else, but it was done and they actually went to sale at 10 o'clock in the morning on Monday. Well, that sucks. I was expecting some kind of Avengers. Well, no, we're not done. Uh, oh, okay. No, gotcha. So it, it foreclosed. I think it's So now in the state of Alabama, there's a redemption period. A redemption period means you have one year from the day it was foreclosed to actually buy it back from whoever purchased it. One year. One right. year. All right. Now in Florida, there's no redemption period okay. because it's a it's a uh, judiciary process. You, that's when you have time to save it. In Alabama uh, and other states, it's not Alabama is not the only one. Your redemption period is one year after it was foreclosed. So if someone purchases it at the courthouse steps, and you you have a year to redeem it for whatever it was purchased for ish. Okay. Got it. So the bank had already sold it to someone else Brother. on the Tuesday by the Tuesday to another company for. A lot more than what they had foreclosed it for. Because of the new development, because of the new... Uh, they did not believe that we were going to be able to close. Because now, not only were we in foreclosure, not only were we in bankruptcy, it was foreclosed on. We didn't honor our agreement because we were supposed to close on Friday and we didn't. Mm -hmm. it's right? Getting, it's getting worse and worse. So wow. the bank has basically written us off at this point. Right? Like... The bank that was supposed the, to lend you the so money. So they, they took back the property and then they had already flipped it to someone, to another group of theirs that we later found that also the bank had, you know, ties, ties with. with. And at that point, I was like, okay, now we need to find a lender that is okay with foreclosure, bankruptcy, bankruptcy losing the property, and all the other shit that's going on with the so property. So the, the original under the this find was and that's willing a, to take... And, and that's, in, uh, that's in redemption. So they have to understand redemption as well. So the other the other lender that you did find where you were in uh, foreclosure and you filed BK was okay initially, and but then they bailed after. Well, they they, they went they, foreclosure. They, so redemption wasn't on their checklist of things that they could Understood. do. So, so even done. though we we could have closed on Monday, it would it, they it was no longer in their in their box of things okay. that they were able to do. Wow. So now we have to find a lender, an asset based lender. Remember mm -hmm. um, that is okay with. Bankruptcy, foreclosure, redemption. and redemption, all right? And explain all this. And that is not an easy lender to find, but guess what? Since I've been doing this for a while, um, I knew someone that knew someone else, and uh, we actually got it redeemed, which really pissed the bank off because they had actually had to write a check in order to honor whatever that amount was. So they can't, they, they, they're only allowed to price it up a very small percentage because we have redemption rights for whatever they took it back for. So if they sell it for $3 million more 
they would they can't right so they they're there's there's a, a only a small amount that they can mark it up for me to buy it back so then when you bought it back with this new lender can you have at that point if you want to i don't know the end of the story i'm sure you're going to tell us can you still have those other buyers buy it for that profit? Well, I didn't want to do that. I oh, bought the okay. property. The property doubled in value. Okay. I was into this property for about a million dollars. It's worth it's worth about four now. Okay. So is it worth fighting over a three million dollar equity spread? The answer is absolutely. So it's a you know it's a seventy six unit property that you know in in a really nice area of uh, of Alabama. So it was an interesting interesting uh, process. So one. Our property increased in value quickly, so good news. The note was called bad news. We're, we're going into foreclosure, terrible news. We had to go bankrupt, not me personally, the company, because we buy these properties in, in, company, uh, in company names, right? Uh, so the company had to declare bankruptcy to save it. We get to a, we get an agreement with the federal court. We can't honor it because the title company that we had originally chosen was the problem to begin with. We lose the property to foreclosure, it gets foreclosed on, it gets sold at the courthouse steps, it gets passed on to another investor. We then have to find a lender to be able to handle all these things and get it out of redemption. And that's exactly what we did. Lemons to lemonade. Yeah. Well, that was... Uh, so that's a little bit different than your stories, a little bit more harrowing and time. takes a little bit more skill. And knowledge. Uh, and knowledge and experience and balls of steel. Because uh, I will tell you that the other partners that were in on this mm -hmm. were upset. They were yelling. They were, you know, how could I let this happen? Well, but, because uh, clearly there's corruption going on between it's a the, good the old title boys town. company. So how did you find that? And out, the like, bank. Like that in itself is, and I know this shit goes on. Yeah, I, Obviously, yes, if I was a partner in that, I would be very upset. Maybe curled in a corner for a little bit, sucking my thumb at, at one point. But... If you don't have that knowledge that to get out of it, many people, 99.9999999% of the people would have threw their hands up at that point. Bro, like, what, shit. How did you find out that there was, that the brother was involved in the title company and the bank? Like, that's, was, that's something that was told to me after we had redeemed it. By whom? By someone that told me after we redeemed oh, it. Interesting. Met. So it wasn't bank related or that related? Uh, so that's why you didn't go on the, on, on the angle of, of, a basic corruption or whatever well, uh, because you didn't know this these well, even, facts. so even had i known prior to that what they am still I did it within the law they what am i going to do the they, they to took do the that. property back they did yeah. all this could i have recourse now today and maybe go after the title company possibly and the bank possibly the bank did what they were supposed to do the title company all they did was close on on a so day there's nothing it's can you know can, do i prove that it was because of me they had other closing schedule that day i wasn't the only one that got screwed mm. i was in that, you know, sorry, yeah. can't do closings today, got to do it Monday. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> well, well in my case, yeah, the, the worst, worst, right? What's the worst that can happen? Marco gets fucked. But I didn't let that get me down, right? So understand that just because something bad happens doesn't mean you have to say it's the end of the world. And that if you understand the law and how to play within, and I mean play within the tightrope of that law, you can make a ton of money. Uh, by just doing things that are perfectly legal but end up making you a shit ton of money. Or so, drive me to drink. Or drive me to uh, water, sparkling water. Waterism. Yes. <laughs> we have so many stories, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, you've had stabbings, you've had people shoot themselves on property. Suicides. Uh, suicides, you've had, uh, fires. you know, fires, uh, tornadoes, tornadoes, hurricanes, uh, earthquakes, uh, sinkholes. Uh, I had a hotel uh, purchase four days after purchase going oh, into, into the ground. 
All all sorts of things happen. And are we going to stop the business? Absolutely not. They're just great stories. And there's always an opportunity if you just understand how to capitalize on it. So with that, uh, hopefully this was mildly entertaining and not too harrowing and scary. (laughs) And it doesn't dissuade you from having a ton of fun in the cash flow business in this crazy business we call real estate. See you on the next episode. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, This course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm